Hey, this is Naomi. Ari. Treasure. Emmy. We are Caribbean cousins. Having open. Candid conversations. About our upbringing. And much more. Continue listening to. Spill the tea with us. Trigger warning. In today's episode, we talk about our relationship with food. If this could be triggering for you, please enjoy our other episodes. Thank you. All right, how's everybody doing? Okay. Good. 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 Awesome. I'm feeling, I'm feeling litty. I'm feeling happy. Mm-hmm. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right. All right. Any any new updates for the week? What's been going on? What has been going on, man? It's like the older you get, the more these weeks just be like, I really have to sit and meditate about how my week went because this week just go by way too fast. Yeah. it's been school and naps i've been trying to prioritize rest like when i'm tired i just go like i'm laying down i don't care i'm taking a nap ain't no one to bother me ain't no kids to bother me i'm going to sleep and i'm not gonna feel bad about it even if it's eight o'clock i'm going to sleep and i'll wake up and do what i need to do but it's been rest like this whole week just sleeping as early as possible yeah i feel like since monday that's been a thing but i realized that I need to in my like rest life I need to set boundaries because people will try you including your job and yeah no I've been like this whole week I've been thinking about how people got me messed up and how I'm (laughs) going to correct it so that's kind of been my week so far but it's been a good week and I got to spend time with like my niece because she had a graduation mm-hmm. so I've been like kind of reflective about like my younger years like growing up and like how I want my future family to be so it's been it's been a good week every guy was graduation week weekend like week for like mm-hmm. college and high school and everyone yeah. wow. elementary school preschoolers yeah. graduating is the cutest thing ever it is little gowns and little caps Creek graduated a couple days ago yes. and it just makes me two years now we all went to Clear Creek High School that's crazy I'm just really fun that means y'all halfway into y'all college experience I know. Huh. <laughs> yeah like, I don't even know what to say because it's like, it's true. It does go by really fast, faster than you think it's going to go. When you're busy, it goes by fast. When you're bored or idle, then it just drags. It's like mm-hmm. the excruciating pain. Once you're busy doing something that makes sense, yeah, it'll fly by. For yeah. sure. I've been thinking about like, it's been six years. Like, me and my mom were walking out of the school from with my niece and she's like I haven't had to do this in like six years that's crazy <laughs> I was like yeah you have it getting your life back yeah I don't know it's wild what about you Emmy? anything new over the past week nope honestly just same old same old I feel like you're at home right now, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, things are about to pick up, though, because I'm starting my new job Friday, just tomorrow. Yay! So, 
yeah i want to hear all about it i can't <laughs> wait like let us in on all the deals like so we can get these points up like <laughs> and like where you're working fits you so well mm-hmm. like it just makes sense yeah i will be shopping online because the one in my area is, is um very light on the um, inventory it's not it's not giving what it needs to give oh, i know yeah. online's gonna be better it's gonna be better oh yes i recommend this location online. is like yeah the they neon colors are popping sales. the colors are nice like the neon colors i'm inspired by the colors not inspired by the inventory but yeah online for sure yeah that, that's the way to go I, I always shop online remember i'm on the campus and there, there's always a sale there's always something on sale online so Ooh. yeah let let me segue to my favorite thing go yeah. ahead go ahead putting my phone on do not disturb period i've been doing it this week and i have it set for whatever i don't even know the setting doesn't even matter i just had it set and sometimes i forget it's on and it makes me feel like this is my office and i answer my phone when i'm available and so i have missed calls i'm like oh i have a missed call let me get to that not when you call me when i'm available to answer the call and so i'll have a bunch of missed calls and text messages and i'm like let me get to that now after i'm done Boom, boom. Because when I'm in a flow and I'm studying and what I'm doing, I need to do, I can't just be out of my flow. You know how long it takes to get in the zone and then you just get break out of your zone. You'd be all frustrated and you don't even know why you're annoyed. That doesn't happen anymore. I'd be just in a little bubble and then I come out of my bubble and I say hi and I go back in my bubble. So that has been my favorite thing. Naps, do not disturb. And just trying to like do what I need to do to survive like and be happy. Mm-hmm. Trying to get my flow in order. So. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that because like getting in a flow is so hard. Yeah. But I've definitely just been not answering calls. I will be not doing anything and I will just look at my phone. <laughs> All right, I'll get that, I'll get to that whenever I want to. So mm-hmm. it's great that you just have like a set time where you just like do that stir. Yeah. I don't like my favorite thing right now as of today has been my milk frother i put new batteries in it that thing is on go and my milk is still frothed in my earl grey lavender tea okay this tastes so good this is a second favorite earl grey lavender tea has been the best thing ever because of course you have the energy from the earl grey but you kind of have like the calmness from the lavender I'm going to so the details so that I can drink tea every day, all day. Amazon Twinnings. If you have a tea brand that you'd like to be sponsored by our podcast, <laughs> just let us know. <laughs> Come on down. Preferably <laughs> loose leaves or like the eco-friendly bags that are good for us, all that stuff. That'd be really great. Mm-hmm. Yes. Speaking of that, what are you guys drinking? Oh... I'm Probably drinking so. Twinnings peppermint tea and English breakfast tea in one cup. We're twinning. This is Twinnings too. I'm not drinking it right now, but this morning I had a ribose tea. I learned about ribose tea from South Africa. The South Africans love ribose tea. And I feel like that's why they all have such clear skin because they did say it helps with like immunity. 
So I've been really trying to focus on ribose to everybody. It's spelled R-O-I-B-O-S. I think that's how you spell it. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, I think I know it's tasted one before, but it had to have been like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm My mom drinks to- it every single day for years. And her skin look has looked the same. Huh. This twinning tea is not strong enough for me. I need it to be strong. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, let me go ahead and get into my right. South African bag go real quick. <laughs> Make a trip. <laughs> That sounds pretty cool. Honestly, I need some more tea suggestions because maybe it's just a tea that I'm buying, but they just be all tasting the same. But the same thing is though, I mean, not the same thing, but um, I do be getting the um, the little stuff from like Walmart, not Walmart, like H-E-B stuff, like little tea bags. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe I just need to switch shit up and buy like loose sleeves. I don't know. But I I know what you mean though. Like I said, this is kind of weak. This tea just needs. I wish it was stronger. I feel like there is stronger tea out there. I just need to like elevate, maybe pay more for stronger, more quality tea because these are generic bags that anyone can get. Right. That's um, what yeah. So yeah, because I want to get into it. Yeah. I just be drinking water. What you just said about the eco-friendly bags, though, that set off a nerve in me. Like, I didn't even think of that. Like, eco-friendly rags, like, I need to start looking at that because that's true. Like, that plastic paper, like, those toxins that we're, abs- that we're absorbing. Yeah. Thank Speaking you. Speaking of eco-friendly, <laughs> that goes to my favorite. Mm-hmm. So, back in 2020, <laughs> back in 2020, I started going, not sorry, but I started doing more research on, like, sustainability and like how to use less waste use less plastic and stuff like that and when I got to college I was doing all right you know with that that uh that trajectory but then like second year I kind of fell off you know because like I, I'm deep into college so it's going on mm-hmm. whatever so this week I hopped back on you know trying to gain back that research and I found this youtuber on youtube called shell beasley i just watched her this morning yes i know exactly what you're talking about she had like four videos about like um sustainable brands who aren't really sustainable and like she kind of like ranked them like which one's actually good for you like which one's actually worth your purchase and which one's just like fake or just not really not really showing what they're preaching and Mm -hmm. so she went deep she went like what type of um like what what do the workshops look like how many they're paying their uh their workers like went deep into like their their brands history dirt and everything I was like wow because like some of these brands I was hearing her talk about like huh I really thought that was you know sustainable or like clean because I'd be seeing it in Target Mm -hmm. I'd be seeing everywhere but no maybe by like these big companies that don't really support their cause for they just put a little stamp so they can get the money because like that's not the mm-hmm. it thing you know to buy things that are sustainable that are clean and whatnot mm-hmm. so I was like wow this is like good information and I found like some good brands that are affordable because mm-hmm. some of these clothing brands like they're nice they're cute but I'm not spending $90 on a pair of jeans or I'm not spending $100 for a t-shirt <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I understand that it is 
you know, recyclable and whatnot. But for me, it's not realistic for me as a college student. Mm -hmm. So I've been trying to find things that are affordable, affordable for me that I can see myself realistically like buying over and over again. Yeah, you know? and, and that's the thing. Though. Oh, you go ahead, treasure. I was gonna say that's the thing though. Like trying to find something that's affordable and sustainable, and that's why thrifting for college students or like anybody is the way to go. Mixing it up with like the affordable pieces you can, you know, and then some thrifted pieces. Yeah, because like, it's already been used up, and then you know you're just taking it to a new home. Right. I got to make a little quick shout out to my friend Paige because she put me mm-hmm. on to thrifting during college. You went to that same thrift mart down the street almost every month during freshman year. And I found some cute stuff that I began mm-hmm. compliments on and stuff. So like that kind of helped me to get back on the path. But like even before that, I never really thought about like going to the thrift store. I just begin, I just be going to the mall down the street, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, that's what I've been loving. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say it. (laughs) But with sustainability, like I always told myself, like it's about what you can, it's about what you can do and not what you should do. You know, there's some things that are with being sustainable that not everybody just can do because it doesn't work with their lifestyle. Like Mm -hmm. I for a really long time used a bamboo toothbrush and I loved it, but then when I got to college and, you know, started having to move around and stuff like that, the bamboo toothbrush just wasn't working anymore, you know, and I felt really bad about it. And I had to make a lot of changes, like transitioning into like dorms and stuff like that. We all did. And so it's, and I felt bad, but I learned to not beat myself up about it because it's about like what I can do. You know, it's what everybody can do. If everybody can do just what they can, that makes the difference. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I would never shame anyone for purchasing Forever 21 or Sheen or brands that I personally won't buy brand new because I don't know their situation. I don't know what country they live in. I don't know their affordability. You're just buying exactly what's accessible for you and you're doing the best you can to improve on that, find a balance in that in that area. Just like I personally, I'm not gonna buy brands over 100, 200, $1,000 versus other people that can afford that bracket. So yeah, I agree with you. Do what you can afford to do and what's accessible for you, period. Exactly. I mean, like, it kind of messes up everything if you try and do what's outside of your attainable reach oh yeah like that messes up everything like it messes up your budget so on the backside it won't be as sustainable for you as a person with your mental health it can mess up like you could end up being more wasteful if you do things that aren't sustainable for you as a person in the long run Mm -hmm. like I have an electric toothbrush because it's so easy for me to travel with and instead of having a brand new toothbrush all the time or like two toothbrushes for one for travel and one for at home, I'm able to just switch the head out. And it's a small thing, but it in, in the long run, it helps a lot. And also it's realistic because mm-hmm. that's one less job for me to think of every single time that I travel. So yeah, do things that are realistic for you. All right, you guys ready to get into the topic? Yeah, I feel like that was a good topic. We'll be on to something else. <laughs> yes, yes. That was a really good little little tidbit. 
Oh, wait, but... I didn't have a favorite. <laughs> oh, go yes. ahead. Go ahead. Tell yes. your favorite. My favorite honestly has been smoothies. Really? No, but seriously, because literally, <laughs> um, so I've been trying to gain weight in the right places, you know, working out, stuff like that, losing weight in, or not in the right places, but where I want to lose them. And so protein smoothies have been helping me to gain weight in the right places. Like I can feel it. Like I'll chug one down and then I'll work out. And then like, I just, I, like, I just feel throbbing. And then like, like I just see the differences <laughs> and it's nice and they taste good because I made them. That, that T so word just got me. Shape I'm sorry. Girl, not throbbing. <laughs> I know, that <laughs> really got me. I'm, I'm done. Um, what's like your favorite like combination for your smoothies right now? Banana, mm. not banana. What am I saying? Because everybody uses banana, but I don't like banana. If you're a banana person, go ahead and put banana, but I don't like it. But pineapple, I put pineapple with everything because I'm a pineapple girl. Pineapple, strawberry, this protein powder that I found in the cabinet. I don't know what it's called, but it's plant based. I'll get it to y'all. I just sell plant based protein powder and went for it, and then some honey. And then some milk, lactose-free milk. <laughs> yeah, and I just put it in the Ninja and I eat it. I mean, now I eat it. Well, today I had to eat it because it. I didn't put enough milk because the milk I had to use today, I'm going out on the tangent, so sorry. But the milk I had to use today wasn't lactose-free. So, you know, I was like skimping out a little. Like I didn't want to put too much. Like I just thought it was too much. And so... Of course, it came out like ice cream. So I had to sit there and eat it like like it was ice cream. But it's whatever. It's summer. Next, next time you can do a smoothie bowl and put some <laughs> toppings on there. You can make oh, it like yeah, ice cream. Right. Almonds or whatever you no want to put on. I know. <laughs> it's a tangent because you had a tangent for me. <laughs> it was a good favorite. That's a good idea. I forget to do smoothies. I really forget. And I could totally do one every day. I'll be remembering. No, I try to get into smoothies. It just, it just it wasn't doing it for me. Oh, trust me, really? I understand that because this is like round three of me trying with smoothies. Better than juicing. I can't do juicing. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, my grandma tried to make me do uh drink the the because she had a little juicer stuff and put the little mm, vegetable in the thing. Oh, like, that's disgusting. <laughs> See, I love a good smoothie. I love a good smoothie. But the thing is, I go in waves with smoothies. There's always a rotation. I'll do smoothies. Then I'll phase out of it. Then I'll do, because it's always usually for like breakfast. So I'll do smoothies. Then I'll do like a parfait. And then I'll do cheap pudding. And then I'll cycle right back. But like my favorite combination is always like the tropical mix. But I have to have banana in my smoothie. I have to. I don't know why. I have to, and it has to be honey. There, I cannot put sugar in a smoothie. It just oh, feels yeah, weird. It defeats the purpose. Feels like I put sugar the in a smoothie. I thought like the sugar is the is the fruits. I just You'll be add smart. more fruits. That's the people want it to be sweet. They probably be putting sugar in all of these smoothies that we be purchasing out here. But like, like well, fast food the and these would things. Be, when I when I go to um, Smoothie King, when I used to. It'd be ice cream, which is the sugar. 
they put ice cream they put Makes juice sense. that's the sugar they put juice maybe you know you could put like orange juice that combo is really good a little bit of orange juice ice cream strawberry banana mango pineapple i could do that i could do the orange juice in that but if i have a strawberry banana i have to have i put coconut milk in my smoothie and i love it so much oh my goodness and <laughs> the thing is i always have them for breakfast so i have to have something a little bit filling in there so I'll either put like chia seeds or I'll put oats in my smoothie. Mm. But I have to put the oats in the water and let it sit for a little bit. And then. That's interesting. Yeah. Because it's filling. You feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm an intermittent fasting person. So I'm just drinking my tea right now. I'm not going to eat till this afternoon. But let's talk about a. <laughs> This we're already talking about food. <laughs> <laughs> we're already talking about food. So basically, we're gonna talk about how our relationship is with food, like us, what our families have taught us, our culture has taught us, and basically how do we find the balance and everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, how's everybody's relationship with food? You want me to go? Oh, you can go try to <laughs> Like it's been bipolar for me. I just grew up like not wanting to be, I feel like I have to say a disclaimer for anyone that's um, has any eating disorders or anything like that. I think we're going to talk about things that may trigger that. So just a trigger warning. But I just grew up like not wanting to be fat. And then I went through a phase of wanting to eat a lot to get the weight in the right places, especially going to college. I wanted to be curvy. I didn't want to be a stick figure anymore. And so now I'm at the point where like maintain, but build. And so I'm trying to eat foods that are nutrient filled um, and not just be eating, eating intuitively, I guess. That's my relationship with food. Right now it's eating intuitively. Like eat when I'm hungry, not just to fill a, a void or whatever. And so, yeah, that's me today. Like, hey, you're not hungry now. Just drink some water have your first movement in the morning, drink some more water, pay to show you hungry now, okay, then eat. If not, don't. And so I'm not usually hungry until like afternoon. So I eat lunch and then I may have dinner, a light dinner and that's it. That, that works for me now. But on vacations, it changes. Like, yeah, everybody eat, I'm eating too. I'm not gonna deprive myself. I'm not like so structured like a monk, but like, <laughs> you know, I just don't wanna just be shoving food in my mouth. So that's just trying to be intuitive and uh, pay attention. My mom has been getting me, getting on me about making sure that my foods are nutrient filled and I need to work on that. Like, not just because it's green, but make sure like, you, does your body need this? Does it need this vitamin? Like, what is your body lacking? Make sure you have that. I'm not there yet, but that's kind of where I want to be. Just kind of keeping it brief there, going more detail when you guys, you know, share more, but yeah did you mean like my relationship with food right now or like yeah throughout my life today. oh today. today I would say my relationship with food is like we're cool because I just feel like I just have a better understanding of what I like and what I don't like now I have a better understanding of what food is to me so it makes a lot more sense I know how to how to eat now you know, because of everything 
that childhood inflicted on me that caused me not knowing how to eat but you know we'll get into that later so how would you describe like because I remember I noticed when I, when I was growing up I noticed you had certain allergies and I was like oh everything mm-hmm. oh this. perfect so like so today how would you say you eat now like you like what's your thing like what's your normal routine with food okay I like that you brought up my allergies because I was just because one of the big things that caused my relationship with food to be the way it was, was my allergies. Of course, I had my own personal preferences and other things, but like the top thing was my allergies. Now, I just know what to avoid. Like, I know what restaurants tend to cross-contaminate. I know, um, it, like when it comes to nuts, I know like at home, nobody's cooking with nuts anyway. And then I know like what's safe for me to eat when it comes to eating out, which like pasta, like I can't go wrong with pasta, stuff like that. When it comes to at home, I keep it very minimal and safe and simple at home. Like it, like for example, for lunch, I'll do like a salad or a sandwich, like can't go wrong because there's Mm -hmm. no nuts. And then cheese, I'll make it dairy free because another thing is our allergies with like dairy and stuff like that. You know, I eat, like I was talking about earlier, the reason why I didn't want to put a whole bunch of milk was because it wasn't dairy-free. I don't like things that have lactose in it because it Mm -hmm. doesn't work well with my body. It doesn't communicate well to my body. Mm -hmm. So like I use vegan cream cheese, stuff like that. You know, that's the stuff that I'm cooking with that's in our house. Everybody else can have all the lactose and the real things, but you know, I'll take the little clean girl stuff, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, kind of piggyback off of that. Like, I grew up allergic to a lot of things as well. Like, it was me, Ariel, allergic to everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like you had it in a different way. Like, I, yeah, I feel like you had it in a different way than I did because, like, you were allergic to fish. You know, you have to eat fish here. Dang. I simply don't like it. You had an excuse. <laughs> because I was allergic to it. Ariel would say she was allergic to get out of it. <laughs> piggyback. <laughs> but yeah I was allergic and still of course still am allergic to a lot of things so I at one point was like scared to eat a lot of things but I'm always an adventurous eater which doesn't make sense I would have to quiz people so hard because I do like food I still to this day enjoy food and I love different cultural experiences but growing up we had religious restrictions and on top of those religious um restrictions we had I had uh, of course things that I was allergic to so I felt so limited in what I could like and what I could enjoy but we also had very cultural foods that I loved and I enjoyed um so my relationship today is I love food me and food are friends I do kind of have an unhealthy um, view on food sometimes. Like I kind of teeter towards, well, I'm getting to the point where I'm trying to balance it. Mm -hmm. And I, as a person, go through two extremes at all points in time. That's just my personality. So I'm trying to find like a balance for it. But I know like right now I am in my not so healthy era of food. And I'm getting to the point where like, hey, I have to pick up be eating better because 
I gained a lot of weight over quarantine and over COVID. Um, and it's just because I, I liked food and I was at home. I wasn't doing anything. Um, and I was learning how to make food. And I didn't really notice it as much until people were like, hey, you need to clean up how you're eating because you gained a bunch of weight. Ooh. Yeah. And like, are of course, people, are, are those people in great shape that were speaking to you? Were they like, <laughs> was it coming from compassion? Was it coming from compassion or did it feel judgmental? It wasn't compassionate whatsoever. It never is. Okay. And it wasn't even like family. Well, my mom, of course, has her little statements because she doesn't, she's Caribbean. So she's like, oh, you're fat. Your cheeks are so fat. You, you're getting bigger. You, you're finally eating like a full plate of food. You're finishing your food. Mm. But it wasn't my family at first. It was people in the modeling area when I first went to my first casting call after everything and I had uh, had my bakery business. So like I was, people were wanting to like purchase for me. And I remember I walked in and somebody's like, why are you selling this here? Like you got bigger, not really that many people are gonna want it. I sold out, but that's besides the point. Like people were just criticizing my body. Like I had this guy pull me to the side with this other person saying you need to get back in the you need to get in the gym because you gained too much weight so that like kind of shut everything down in my head like <laughs> okay shoot like I have to clean up what I eat but I'm having fun eating like what I actually like and enjoy but that kind of starts the battle inside your head of what you rough. should and shouldn't eat I didn't realize that that's crazy that's kind of yeah. painful though like when you're at work and that's like someone tells you that I would like take I would need a minute I'd be like well well damn I was pissed like mad was not the word I was pissed because like I did good like I was Mm -hmm. doing good and beforehand I didn't have a healthy relationship with food because because I was traveling, I was going through photo shoots, I was going to different cities. Like remember one time I had to go from Houston, Dallas, swing by Austin. No. Dallas. It was either Dallas or nope, it was Austin. I had to go from Houston to Austin. San Antonio might have been in that day as well. And then come back to Houston the mm-hmm. same day. Like I it was a 5 a.m. to an eleven o'clock day for me. I had to go through those cities those cities are far away. So I didn't eat much. And that was on the regular. I wasn't eating as much as I was supposed to eat. Mm -hmm. So I finally got to a point where like, I'm eating as much as I'm supposed to be eating. I actually feel comfortable. And people were like, you gained so much weight. Like you are not in the model measurements. When there's plus size models that are bigger than me, they're pretty much saying you changed and we don't like it which is not not like a personal problem exactly and i'm of course not saying anything negative about them because they are beautiful but it's like why are you attacking me because i changed your view on me i'm no longer super slim i understand that could be an issue for you but don't bring it to me in this negative way so yeah that was kind of like how my relationship with food is right now I do still have like, we'll get more into like how allergies really play a role in how you view food. 
because that can really mm-hmm. scare you from a lot of foods if you let it and having to like ask so many questions to make sure that food's safe for you because for me having allergic reaction is traumatizing mm-hmm. Every <laughs> and it time. scares you yes it scares you so bad so yeah I can't it's always imagine. a big event it's always a big pro- when it gets to like a big production that's something I've never that's something I feel like a lot of people don't know like an allergic reaction like escalates like you need to know like that's why restaurant workers need to be so careful whenever they're ser- serving certain things because it's like that's something that's a lawsuit like I'm me and Naomi have both been in situations where we've had to call ambulances like things like that you know these things aren't okay (laughs) I mean it's a way of life but it's there are some situations where it can be avoided definitely but we'll get more into that in a little bit Emmy what's your relationship like with food It's a struggle. It's been very drastic ups and downs. I feel like there hasn't really been a smooth in between. And I, well, I don't know this place with the question, but I guess I'll say for today, um, I'm trying to pick myself up a little bit. You know, it hasn't really been smooth. Um, and also being in college is it's a struggle as well because our food is so, so filled with sodium and mm-hmm. salt and salt and sodium and more sodium and more salt. <laughs> <laughs> like, so freshman year, I, I didn't well with the salads. Like, I really tried to put in that balance. But sometimes the food that they have available it just does not look good so you need to stuck with the pizza you're stuck with the fries you know I went home craving burgers and fries mm-hmm. <laughs> and so now it's like I don't even want another burger but like I love Chick-fil-A so like you know it's there's no in between but like it's it's literally no in between it's so up and down so the only thing that's really been saving me has been working out and like, staying active so, which is why I was in the gym almost every single day, mm-hmm. if not three times a week, you know, because the diet was just all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's right. I feel, like food, I feel like food and body go hand in. I feel like I can't talk about food without, like, thinking about what my body looks like. Because mm-hmm. yesterday, what did I eat yesterday? Oh, I ate McDonald's yesterday. <laughs> And I said to myself, like, I'm going to eat this McDonald's. I cooked. I have enough food for one week, but I just feel like eating fast food right now. And I was like, man, I, I bought vegetables. There is, I can eat a carrot. I can eat something that's going to make me feel better. But right now, I just want to eat McDonald's. And I'm going to shut off my judgment. I'm just going to freaking eat that McDonald's. And I, don't, I think it's fine to have days when you eat meat. But I just feel like I want to get to the point where I have days when I remember I ate greens. Like, oh yeah, I did eat the salad. I, I did eat this thing. Or I did drink this smoothie that had like a leafy, like there's um there's these powders my mom used to give me as a kid. It was like super greens. 
So if you don't eat your vegetables, at least you have this super green powder drink and like something like that. Um, and so I'm just trying to find what's easy. Cause just like y'all, like I need convenience. Like I, my struggle has been mental health. I have like depression and no one really knows. Like I have really bad depression. So sometimes I can't even get up out of my bed. Sometimes I can't even make myself food. So like I try to find the most convenient food to make. And if I can cook enough food for, it's gonna last me a week, I'll just eat that. Like without even thinking, just easy, eat salad, eat the same thing every day. Cause that's literally all I can do. Um, but when I'm with my partner, I get distracted. I don't feel my depression as bad because I have someone there just like filling up a lot of my time and I can take care of them. So I can take the distraction off of me. But when it's just me, like it's really, really hard. So for me, food is just like convenient check, edible check. Is there something green? Hopefully, but today maybe we're not. Maybe today's not green. Maybe tomorrow it'll be green. Today it's like, I need to eat so I can fall asleep tonight and feel like my stomach isn't empty. But yeah, it's going to be more or transparent about that it's a really hard conversation honestly <laughs> definitely I feel like those all those three things like come into your relationship with food like the mental health aspect the mm -hmm. of course the food but also the physical like they all like play a role in your relationship yeah. um and sometimes I think our verbiage and how we think about food is just off because of how we were raised in the sense of we have to have something to save us what if honestly if we eat that day that is great so um kind of like what you said emerald like hey i didn't eat the best but the gym's gonna save me mm. it doesn't have to save you you ate for the day you're good so i feel like that could also feed into like the mental health aspect of it and I feel like that's a really important topic to like just go into like there's there is food that is not the best and most nutrient filled but it's not bad food you know it still filled you up in some capacity yeah it's more like not beating ourselves up because that's like twice the harm and let's just say you ate something that's like not the best quality or like let's just say it doesn't have a lot of nutrients in it right it's low in, in nutrients it's like but i ate <laughs> so like okay. tomorrow we'll do it tomorrow we'll do it again just like if you let's just say you have a workout routine and you're only able to do one day you don't beat yourself up because if you beat yourself up you probably won't work out the next week so it's like okay i only did one day i did it i did that one day strong next week we're gonna do better it's just really all I can do right now because beating myself up is not an option. That's just going to make me feel 10 times worse. Like, no punishment. And I think that goes into like the sustainability factor that we talked about earlier. Like what is realistic, realistically, wow, realistically sustainable for us food-wise? Like Ariel and Emerald, like you guys are both in college. There's not a lot of options all the time for mm -hmm. the most nutrient-filled stuff. It's not sustainable to think. Every single day I'm going to have four salads and that is it. And I'm going to have only vegetables and only the best steamed, proteins. Steamed veggies, lightly yeah. salted <laughs> on exactly. a platter. I know it's Honestly. hard because like you're working with that fridge 
that's next to the bathroom. Like you just don't even want to think about some like cooking in the dorm sometimes because it's disgusting. I'm sorry. Like it is. I mean, sometimes it's not. Not all the time. Not saying it's no. Listen to me. I feel like people are gonna mix that up. But you need to understand a dorm isn't the most sanitary place. Like to be eating in a dorm to like listen, take it from somebody who's literally frying Oreos and selling to people. Like that is not the most sanitary place in the world. But it's okay. Not that it's dirty. It can be clean. You know, you got your little ready meals, stuff like that. That's cute. That works. That can be healthy. But you could only hold so much in that fridge. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's only so much you can do. But, you know, like you said, some days where I'm like, I'm going to Chick-fil-A. I don't even beat up myself because it's like, at least I'm eating something. At least I'm eating something safe. Yeah, I don't feel. I don't ever feel guilty eating Chick Fil A. It'd be like, this is the best <laughs> chicken. These fries, this lemonade is. Mm, I'm. I feel good. I wish we had that out here. I'll go there before M- MC. There's day. no Chick Fil A in Hawaii. Um, no, they're building one in Maui, and I'm like, but that's not. That's not where I live. That's not the island I'm on. Treasure. I felt I was scrolling through TikTok and I figured there's something. I think it might just be in Hawaii, but there's um, Hawaii nuggets. Like they have a different style of nugget. It's like sweet and spicy. We'll talk about it later. But oh yeah. my gosh, I saw it and I was like, oh my god, I have to try it. But um, yeah, I never feel bad about Chick Fil A. Me and Chick Fil A see each other one to two times a week never feel bad i'm eating everything i'm gonna order two sides of fries i all have that's for me. fries all that's for me see that bag i ordered <laughs> that's for not a family that's for me we need to stop gassing chick-fil-a on this black platform and move on to something else <laughs> that's true like- you're right you're right thank you i knew it didn't feel right but i just said that's it tastes good but sometimes i don't feel right um our family our home environment my mom was a and still is she's a little bit like like treasure is that your second soda today mm-hmm. i'm like lady excuse me i used to get so mad about that i was like listen you always tell me to take my vitamins you're all drilling in my head drink my water my lemon water she's really tight on nutrition like it's kind of annoying to the point where i'm glad i'm by myself so i can eat in peace <laughs> and not feel bad um <laughs> But it's still drilled in my brain. Like, oh, make sure you have your nutrients. Make sure you take your vitamins. Make sure you drink your lemon water in the morning so you have a bowel movement. Like, I think like a nurse, like it's kind of annoying, mm-hmm. nutritionist. Um, but that's kind of how I grew up. Like, my mom did make some Caribbean foods, but it was mostly a holiday thing, like a special occasion holiday thing. But she mostly tried to keep it as healthy as possible. No snacks, only sodas on like birthdays or holidays, but like no snackies at home no junk food so lame i did not like that (laughs) what about you i mean like what was your like relationship with food in your household and your family Uh interesting Mm -hmm. 
because (laughs) 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 i grew up well actually we still have you know junk food in our pantry you know the chips the doritos the i love applesauce it's not really the healthiest thing but i love applesauce no i love it i have some in my fridge (laughs) yes those pouches no the whole bottle i have both we have the the go-go squeeze which i started getting into like two years ago anyways that's that's besides the point i love applesauce that's that's not even the topic (laughs) um so yeah i grew up with you know um junk food a lot of rice a lot of rice (laughs) um who did fish so it honestly it wasn't completely unhealthy but i didn't like vegetables i still don't like vegetables (laughs) Malia also does not like vegetables. We both do not like vegetables. And I think it was because my mom focused on cooking things that we would actually eat. And so because we wouldn't eat some of the healthy stuff, she wouldn't really cook the healthy stuff. Because she didn't want to waste food. You know, they want to cook stuff. You know, she got to go to work. Oh, you, you didn't, you didn't get beat so. for not eating? You didn't get beat for, like, not finishing your food? Because I cried. I, there were tears in my food. Tears oh, no. and snot in my food. I know that. Sorry, whole other thing. Sorry, <laughs> I'm so envious of you, bro. I'm so sorry. It's terrible. Did you drink carrot uh, juice, bro? No. Mm. And barley green. <laughs> My mom the- had a detox juice that she would bring out ever so often. And I, st- it still causes me trauma to this day. Like, why is aloe vera? First of all, aloe don't taste good. Um, cranberry and orange juice mixed together to for me to drink. No, anyway, Emmy, you can go back. Sorry, Emmy, I'm getting my tra- my trauma is coming up. I'm so <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> like it makes no sense. I am a child man yeah we 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 had ice cream bluebell ice cream in the freezer popsicles <laughs> apple juice orange juice mango juice grape juice <laughs> all the juices yeah the juice. so i mean in a way it was okay but in the long run it, it wasn't because now i live on my own you know going to college and whatnot you know, it's hard for me to like try to eat healthy because I didn't really, I'm not used to eating that types of food. So it's, it's kind of like, it's just like a weird place I'm at right now. Like I know like this is healthy, but I don't like it. So I've been trying to like find things that I think I will like and maybe try it out and see you know, now my mom's trying to bring into the healthy stuff and be not liking none of it. <laughs> Malia's like, what is this? This is gross. <laughs> and, you know, I, I know my dad is pushing it because my dad wants to eat healthier, whatever that means. But, you know, nowadays we, I came home, all of a sudden we can't have no more uh, noodles, can't can't have no more soda in the house but we be sneaking the stuff in so it's it's not good <laughs> it's not good i i bought mcdonald's this morning 
Lenore, <laughs> right? Me and Malia scurrying through the house with the bag of McDonald's. Because <laughs> my dad was in the living room. Like, it's, it's not that. really good right now. <laughs> so, I feel like a drug dealer when I have to do that. Like, put it in a bag, close it so no smell, because they smell a fry. You close that bag tight. Exactly. Not in. You have to, to throw it away. You have to make sure you keep it in your room until it goes directly yes. in the trash, on the trash. Because one thing my mom's good for is finding a bag. <laughs> if she finds a plucker's bag, it's over with. She is mad because I didn't get her nut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I've seen my mom start to eat more healthier now because of her health. And so that has been helping a little bit, you know, because now some of the things she can't eat. So she's kind of changed up what she's been cooking for the household and stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because I know that, um, does Malia eat meat? Okay. So that's the thing. Malia sworn off of chicken, meat, everything. She said it's grow. Why are we eating dead animals? She does not like it. She's, I say she's a vegan. I know she don't like me saying that, but she's a vegetarian. So I grew up vegetarian too, but I made the switch once I had McDonald's for the first time. And so I've kind of just been eating chicken all my life <laughs> and, and fish. I love salmon and fish and everything. So yeah. The household is really different. We all eat different things, all have different tastes. Mm-hmm. So that's why it can be a little hard to like eat healthy because we all don't eat the same things. Yeah, so we're trying to find that little ground, like what we all can eat. That's usually pasta. That's usually rice and dollar rice or something, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. that's that goes into like why we had this topic in the first place because at the end of after we finished filming the last episode we talked about how like our parents would have we would have like different meals all the time and there was no like consistent schedule because I know Ariel you said that like everybody wanted different things at different times that's how it is in my household like my my family relationship with food is I grew up vegetarian too like for the most part because my brother didn't want me to eat meat. Not my mom, my brother. <laughs> my brother didn't want me to eat meat. Um, but I ended up eating meat as I grew up. But we just, it wasn't meat focused unless it was like a curry chicken, curry goat, any of those things. But like, it wasn't always focused on meat, how it is like in America, like you have steak and then you have everything else. Mm-hmm. But in my family, it wasn't focused on that. It was more focused on, like, the carb. Um, so, for me, I really enjoyed, I re- uh, like, in my family, we really enjoyed, like, curry and a carb. So, of course, like, either, my mom doesn't do, like, rice. She will make roti. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I had a bunch of, like, cultural food growing up. And honestly, most of it isn't the most nutrition, like nutritionally dense thing ever, mm-hmm. especially like in America, but you know, that's another topic. 
uh, and also being around like my grandma whenever she was she became uh, more sick she wouldn't eat the same things that I would eat because she would think it was too salty then my mom would eat something else or there just wasn't food in the house because everybody like pre-made food like my mom wouldn't always uh, make me food I had to make myself food or we would have to figure mm-hmm. something out uh, or my stepdad would cook whatever he was around but we would always have to figure it out last minute for ourselves mm-hmm. because we were just all so busy um but like my familiar like relationship with food is we me and my mom we will sit down and eat together when like we're going I'm not saying we're going through something but like we'll sit down and emotionally eat sometimes or we I will bring something home for us to eat together but we'll eat too much of it uh and just be like really really full and then just I won't eat throughout the day besides the point but how do you know when it's too much? Do you feel like it's because you feel like you're about to fall over? Like, what, what's your indicator? Me and my mom would just be laid out, just sit <laughs> for a little bit. Um, or it'll just be gone. Like, me and my mom, we recently ate mangoes together. That was fine. That was a good thing that we did. We mm-hmm. only had one each. We were fine. But then we'll... Um, my mom and I will eat bakes. Oh, I mess you up, bro. <laughs> I love and you. Babe. Yes. Oh my goodness. And it's like the first no time. I feel like there's no lemon. You can eat like no, three. No, you just be knocking one. them back. I mean. Yes. And then it explodes in your stomach and you're just like, I'm going to oh, a minute. Like, oh my gosh. You be ready I'm for a nap. Back. And the thing is, it's not, it's not bad. Because it's a cultural experience, like, it's a cultural experience that we haven't had in forever. So, of course, we want to indulge in it, but we overly indulge in it. Yeah, I would, never, yeah, I would never say good or bad, because that sounds like a moral, a moral thing. It's more like, <laughs> how much are we, how much are we doing? <laughs> are we going to yes. take the whole bag with us? Or are we going to just put two, close the bag, put it away, and be like, no, I'm only going to have two today. Exactly. And me and my mom both have addictive personalities. There's no putting up that bag. <laughs> so um like with the bakes I ate like four and they're not mm-hmm. tiny bakes they're the big bakes okay I ate like four and because I'm allergic to stuff I had spinach my mom did it um so like of course overindulging is a thing in my house and also growing up I became so scared of eating certain things because I'm allergic to so many things. And I'm not saying that my mom backed up that fear by any means because she, she wanted me to experiment with foods and see what I liked. Um, but she was also scared as a parent, you don't want to see your kid almost die so many times, Mm -hmm. you know? And my mom would have to ask strategic questions like, Hey, did you ask them what's all in it? flip over the package to make sure there's nothing in it was mm. the manufacturer has it been made in um, a facility that has peanuts around it have you looked up the reviews like all these different things so it scares you oh wow like That's it yeah and growing up I was just scared and then my mom she eats fish still 
my mom will clean fish in the house. My mom will still make fish for herself. So there wasn't really like a strict schedule. Um, and again, it's that logic of, I don't know if I want to eat today because I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know if everything's going to be safe for me at this current point in time, if that makes sense. And I really do feel like growing up that my allergies, I'm not saying that they weren't taken seriously because they were. It's just that it was seen as a poor you type of thing. Like, oh, you can't have peanut butter. That sucks for you. You can't have fish. Everybody eats fish in this household. You wouldn't be able to be born in Guyana if you had so many allergies. You would have already died by now in Guyana. Mm-hmm. Heard that too many Ugh. times. Whoa, that sounds traumatic to mm-hmm. me. Ooh. Yeah, like you, like you, like I can't see. We had kids in America, and look at them. Look how they turned out. They are so sensitive to everything. People don't know how to speak to people that have like slight differences. Instead of asking like, Bro, what is it like? What is it like? Like, I'm like wanting to know more. I like, I literally feel like there's a whole podcast on just allergies and how you feel about that. But I, I do want to know more for real. Um, I also want to hear what Ariel's, I feel like her situation's probably, <laughs> I know she's beaming to get to it. Like I can see her like, Don't even do it's that. my turn. <laughs> the thing is like, um, even in like a community setting, having a potluck is so scary because you have to ask every single individual what what do they make this food with? Like what's in it? Yeah, I just don't eat from people. That's my solution. But <laughs> yeah. growing up in church, you guys were like, I used to be like, hey, Ariel has like a spoon of rice, two grain, two pieces of macaroni shells. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Who are like, y'all? Like, what are you doing? Like, what? that's no, a potluck was always the wildest concept to me growing up. I've never said this. You're going to have a whole bunch of people you don't know <laughs> come together in their house that they don't clean and give you food. Yeah. Not y'all. Not talking about you. Not talking Nobody, about y'all. No, no, I'm not even taking offense. It's something to no. think about. It is. It is something to think about. Especially no. if you don't know the people. Like, I eat it's, from y'all. I'm not talking about y'all, but I'm talking about, like, whenever we're at church and it's, like, people that we don't, like, know, like, not close yeah, to, don't talk be to like that. Who dish. are they? Like, Yes, there is five people at church that I would eat from. And, yeah, I'm not going to list them, but, yes, there was five, six people that I would eat from. That's it. Because they would bring things that were consistent. If it was mm-hmm. consistently brought, I knew I could trust it. Because they were the people that made it were usually right there, so I could ask them what's in there, or they would tell me, "Don't eat it right now." My mom's plates oh. were simple. She always brought rice and salad and something else. She never did too much, bro. <laughs> she only did like three things she used to bring: rice, salad, some beans. Same thing every week. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I know that Ariel and I were scared to like really indulge in potluck sometimes because one time me and Ariel. We almost died in church. I know. Like, we, we almost died in church. Did you hear what you just said? Yes. Because no. <laughs> we had a potluck and they didn't tell, one of the things that were in there, they didn't tell us mm-hmm. that we were both allergic to. It was to. mushrooms. It was some kind of mushroom. All right. That's, we might have been talking about another time because the thing about it, there's multiple times. 
like one thing I really want to say is like like in my household see my mom took my allergy seriously but my grandma didn't and because my grandma didn't nobody else did so at home or like everybody else other than my mom so like at home there was no room to like understand me there was no room to like create a or they didn't make room to create like a safe space for me and food they just kept continuing to eat to cook the food that I literally said I'm not going to eat you're not able to eat you're literally not, physically you're not right. able to eat whether you like it or not my allergies and to just my personal preferences and a lot of my personal preferences are because they just make me sick some things are because of allergies and then a lot of things just make me sick there's a difference like I get Mm -hmm. sick very easily and then also I have a thing with texture I do that's a really big thing for me like I've heard that I've heard people I have I have a friend like that so I'm I'm listening I hear you like and like of course I understand that that's something not everybody understands but it just goes back to people that don't want to try and understand and don't already don't know how to talk to people that are different from you like you were saying you know that just it just didn't create a safe space so I for a really long time I would go months at a time without eating because I just couldn't because first of all, I was really young. I'm not saying you can't cook when you're young, but you know, it's like I was really young. So it's like I can't really cook. Mm. And they're making all this food. So it's like I just wouldn't eat. And then my mom, thank God, if it wasn't for her, you know, she kind of caught on and like saw what was going on. So she's the person that like introduced me to fast food and so and like restaurants and stuff like that. So she would always, you know, like buy fast food and like restaurant and like take me to restaurants. And she eventually started learning how to like cook for me herself. Mm-hmm. But she would do all that. And like my, my family would just always like give her mess for it. Like, why are you giving her all this fat food? Like what? And then always trying to talk to me about it. Like, why are you um, eating all this fast food? Why, you know, this is unhealthy for you. This is so unhealthy, but it's the, it's like the call is coming from inside the house because here you are with some curry. Mm-hmm. And like, it doesn't make any sense. So you're not able to eat curry, right? I can eat curry. For, I can eat curry because at first I had a really big problem with curry's texture when I was younger. But as I've gotten older, I can eat curry. Wait, hold up. So curry, curry curry is the seasoning, like it's the spice. Oh, yeah, not the seasoning, but um, like the chickpea. Is it chickpeas? Yeah. Sometimes it's chickpeas, sometimes it's potatoes, sometimes it's just meat. Yeah, like chicken curry, curry, goat curry, like all, no, like that's what I mean when I say curry. Chickpea, all that. Okay. Yeah, because I had a really big problem with the texture I was younger, but I eat it now. I love it now. It's one of my favorites now. But um, I'm not going to eat it all the time because of all that fat. You know what I'm saying? All it's all not oil good for sitting you. It's up. Not partic- yeah. yeah, it's not particularly good for you. And I, and it's like they think that's good for them, which is another problem. And I understand that growing up in like these in those conditions of those countries, you were eating what you could eat, which. Yeah in turn 
wasn't always the healthiest stuff because what's always the cheapest, the most unhealthiest, you know, soul food in America comes from the crops, the scraps that African-Americans were only able to get, you know, same thing transpired over in the Caribbean with all of our foods. It's not the healthiest, but that's okay. We can eat it. But the issue was, this is being presented to me like this is something that I need to eat. Like, like is the only I, option. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. And that was an issue. And I just like, I just remember this just always feeling so ashamed of myself, which, and then this takes me to like, are you talking about with like food and body? Like, you can't talk about one without talking about the other. I thought mm-hmm. I was unhealthy. I thought I was fat because on top of that, you know how Caribbean people are always mm-hmm. talking about your appearance. Mm. I thought that, something was wrong with the way it gets I me every time, bro. That like, gets I, me every time. I thought there was something wrong with the way I looked. And so because of that, I always wore baggy clothes because I thought I was bigger than I was. And that gave me serious body dysmorphia. I didn't know I was considered petite until like two years ago. Like that's how deep it got. So to me, without having these conversations, there's no awareness, mm-hmm. zero awareness. I don't know about your, all I remember as a kid is seeing your mom. I was in a car with your mom one time. This is back when she had her first Camry when she first went to Texas. Oh my God. That I is a, that, that faithful Camry, right? I'm a, I I'm a young, I'm a kid, but I'm aware like yeah. y'all are, your mother and daughter, you know, I, you know, and I remember one time you, we were going somewhere. I don't know why she picked me up where I was in the car, but I was in the backseat and she was like, I'm going to go take Ariel to pick up some McDonald's. She said she wants McDonald's. She's like, right, Ari? And you're like, McDonald's, McDonald's. And I'm like, it's so cute, right? And so your mom gets it for you. And she said, I just need to get it for her and then she'll be good. And I was just like, oh, I, I never had that growing up. It's cool that, you know, you listen to your daughter. She says she wants something, you get it for her. But then I kept thinking like, does that happen all the time? So someone on the outside judges that situation, not knowing about your allergies, not knowing about your relationship with your mom, not knowing that your mom is probably the only person that really gets you and listens to you. Mm -hmm. So without that backstory, you don't have awareness, you're judgmental, you're pushing your beliefs on somebody else and what you think is best for them, but you don't know the backstory. And that's why like, we need to talk about, this is the backstory, like why we are, why we are, how we see food today and where we actually want to be. Exactly. Because like, I feel like, a lot growing up like we always knew Ariel is not going to be anything she's going to have her children's insurance and she's going to have plain pasta with parmesan cheese and that is mm-hmm. it and that was like the running joke and everybody would like talk about it mm-hmm. but and if I'm being honest I'm crying but I'm not I don't know I just keep crying when I talk about stuff like this but I'm not even it's sad. painful yeah I'm not even sad though <laughs> But no, for real, like it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Be surprised. It's okay, girl. It's okay. I promise. <laughs> like I didn't, like I didn't resent anybody. Like I didn't resent anyone or anything like that because I knew why. Like I was smart enough to know why everybody was saying that. They just don't understand. Mm-hmm. So, and when someone doesn't know, they don't know. So I would never penalize somebody for that. You know what I'm saying? They know it just hurt because it's like, you know, you just feel kind of alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always related to Naomi because you know she with the allergies and stuff like that. I'm this so glad we're talking about form. this. 
This is why we have the podcast. I freaking love you, Ariel, so much. Like, this is exactly why we have this podcast so we can have this conversation. I saw my Kleenex in my cupboard. I said, maybe I should get my Kleenex. I'm gonna cry right with you, bro. Like, I have one right here, but. All you, queen. All you. This is a text form I'm screaming. <laughs> I didn't want to get up. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I just kind of heard it. And it still does. Well, this, yeah, of course it still does. Because mm-hmm. it's like, everyone else in our family still kind of makes these comments. And of course, I've got, I've definitely got a lot better. Because, you know, I've gotten more comfortable. I've gotten a little bit more adventurous. I liked a lot more things now. Like, I'm definitely more able to be more free with the way I eat and I love that because I would say that I am really pretty free with free with the way I eat now like I'll try anything if I want to if I really really want to but you know it's like people will still say stuff like that and it's just like and it's just it's frustrating because it's like if they're coming from a place of like they're determined to not understand period you know like it's it's like a structured I'm not going to understand you so I can still have fun and be in my little bubble mm-hmm. and like growing up of course they have those comments about you Ariel but then like now they flip it like oh you're finally eating more things mm-hmm. or like for me oh you finally are getting weight mm-hmm. it just sounds so backhanded yeah like it's the it's the finally and how they say it like those little comments those keep on chipping away at you and they in turn hurt your relationship with food because no matter how you feed a kid no matter how you feed yourself as an adult like you just need to have fuel for your body mm-hmm. and if you keep on having those slip comments like it it's so it hurts your relationship with food Mm-hmm. And like how they would say, well, can, we could send your plate to Guyana to feed a kid. Yeah, that <laughs> that killed me so many times when I was younger getting into it with uncle. So do it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be spoiled by some guests like, there. <laughs> you're keep talking about how people are hungry. Why don't you feed them? I used to think that as a kid. They're like, finish your plate. I'm like, I ate all that I could eat. You know, I, I have relatives that would not pressure me to eat my food, but I had mm-hmm. I had family that I had to eat my food, whether I was crying over it or not. Like, that's that's sad. Like crying over your food. It shouldn't take that. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be that hard. Like nowadays, parents aren't pressuring their kids as much to eat. Mm-hmm. But if you're done, you're done. Like, what more do you want to eat? Like, I'm done. Yeah, because it's traumatizing. Like this, this sitting there being forced to eat eat a plate of food that you don't want to eat it is oh no I I feel like we all don't understand each other's point of view because here here we are like talking about what we're going through but like the parents have their own perspective too mm-hmm. like if I was them and I barely had any money to survive and now I'm an American I finally have a little bit of money and like I'm like you're gonna eat every gosh darn gray on that plate mm-hmm. I probably would say that I don't waste my food. You know how much that cost me? Like, you know how hard I had to work? How many hours I had to stay away from you and now I finally get some food and you're just going to just discard it like it's nothing? I'm sure that's their perspective. 
And so we can't think about them. Like right now we're thinking about our relationship with food as well. And we're like, I guess the next question I want to ask us all is like, how do we find our power and how do we find that balance? Mm -hmm. We want to feel good about ourselves. We don't want them to be like, we don't want their words to mess with where we want to be. We want to be in a healthy, balanced state. So I feel like for me to find the balance, I like a structural thing that I could do is finding like a meal plan for myself. Like having, knowing that like, okay, this is what I need to eat. I need to have a plan for it, but also fixing the mindset of it, of how I eat. Like I need to of course have the structure of my meal plan, but also knowing if I venture out of that meal plan, it's fine. And I have to be gentle with myself. Mm-hmm. And also fixing the relationship with like my allergies mm-hmm. and working on that. Cause trust me, allergies play a big part in how, especially if you were raised with a lot of allergies, like it plays a big part. Of course, like we've talked about it a lot today, but it plays a huge part in it and it inserts its own trauma to yourself. So whenever I go to like a new restaurant, I know that I have to bring my EpiPen and I have to have Benadryl. Mm-hmm. So I feel safe. Mm-hmm. It's not even because <laughs> I am too not about to die Because <laughs> I generally love finding new restaurants and having that experience. But like, I get scared. Like me and my family yesterday, we were going to Jackie's Brick House we're just going to a new restaurant and they're like, Oh, we're getting crawfish. Cause there's people that do eat crawfish. And I was like, okay, what? I don't eat it, but I also don't eat it because it's an allergy. I delayed it for hours. And I was like, why am I, why am I just going? And I was like, okay, it's because I'm allergic to it. Okay. You just need to bring your EpiPen and you need to, I keep my EpiPen in my car. It's not the safest thing to do, but it's there. Okay. Um, and you need to make sure you have Benadryl. I always have Benadryl in my car. I have Benadryl in every single purse that I own, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, if I bring those things, I'll be okay. And I have to talk myself into going and experiencing that. Because I know whatever I order, it's not going to be something I'm allergic to or I'm going to ask enough questions. But I have to have that little reassurance. And also balancing what I think is healthy for me. Mm-hmm. So just having those conversations with myself is definitely going to help um my balance because ideally in the future what I want my relationship to food to be like is I want to make sure that everything that not everything but at least 60 to 70 percent of whatever I eat is nutritionally dense but I'm having fun I Mm. I generally love food I want to still have that fun relationship with food Mm. One more question with you, Naomi, like, I guess I want to know, how do you think you'd want to react in the future when people make comments about what you're eating or what you look like, or mostly like what you're eating? Mostly what I'm eating. Um, I just don't want to have a reaction to it at all. Like that would be the best thing for me. Just like keep it rolling. Like, just like all right, next topic. Cause like, 
that's not an appropriate topic to make. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was with any extreme, if I was just eating um, ramen noodles every single day for like five years, you should have made a comment about that. It's still not appropriate. What I've heard people tell me is like, I care about you. And so I feel like I have to say something. But I think it shouldn't be derogatory. I think there's a way to say it that's not derogatory. Even yeah. if someone wants to make a comment, there's guys, like, you know what I mean? Like if someone says like, man, I keep seeing you drink monsters all the time. I'm like, I know that's your thing, but I just, I really care about you. So I just want to say like, you can do what you want, but I, I care about you. And I just want to know why you're drinking. I, I feel like that's better than just like, why are you drinking all that stuff? Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's different than saying, you know what I mean? It's like how you come yeah, to the person. Definitely. The, I feel response. like the tension behind it is definitely going to determine the type of response that you should have. Because if somebody comes to me and is like, why are you eating that? Like everybody else is having, um, is having whatever. Comparison then is a comparison part. Yeah. It's like everybody else is having whatever. Why aren't you eating that? Or Mm -hmm. you're eating trash right now. Like, what are you doing? It's different to saying, hey, I see you have been like having a lot of monsters recently. Are you more tired than normal? Or have you tried this other product that will also give you the energy? Like, I just want to figure out what's going on with you. Are you okay? Versus that comparison and coming off so negatively. There's always that that difference. Like, if you see somebody doesn't isn't as adventurous with food, you could always offer. You could. I'm not going to say always, but if you know them well enough, yeah, your relationship with them has to really be a factor. I'm not walking up to someone I don't know and start talking about food. I'm like, who the hell are you? Mm-hmm. Like. If yeah. a church member that I just barely know that just doesn't say hello, hi to me and starts talking about food, I'm gonna be like, get the out of my way. I'm sorry. Like, I'm really defensive about people I don't know giving me advice. You mm. don't know me. Please back up. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's you gotta weird. have a relationship together. Like, y'all, if y'all came to me, it has to be serious. If y'all tell me about food, I'm missing something. Like, let me listen because y'all really try to tell me something because you care about me. I know you do. Yeah, because I mean, if it's from a random person, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very weird. Even like coming from a. And also, the thing is, people think that they can say certain things to you when in reality, it's going to come off bad. Like, sometimes our uncles and our aunts could say something and they think that they have the authority to say certain things and think oh. it's well intentioned, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Like it. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, like it. it. Exactly. I don't like it. And you know that I have an adverse effect in my face. You can see in my face that I don't want to hear what you're saying. Walk away. <laughs> but anyway, but that's the thing. Like I want to, I want to have it in me to know how I should react to that situation. Should I the, the discernment? That's what I was trying to say. The, the discernment of should I react to it or should I not react to it? And more than likely it's going to be, I'm not about to react to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. For me personally, if we're still on the topic of like how we take our power back when it comes to food, what was, what Healthy can balance. you replace that? Yeah. I, I was asking Naomi, like in the future, how do we want to take our power back when it comes to how we approach food and finding a healthy balance for ourselves? And the reason I brought up power is because 
people are going to test you or you just want to feel mm-hmm. good about like what you eat period like how you feel about yourself yeah oh yeah okay perfect that makes sense so when people test me like for example you know, sometimes you'll wake up a little later, like you'll wake up at 10 and you'll find yourself like eating breakfast at 11. You know, at 11, sometimes, you know, that's when my grandma will sometimes take her lunch. And so it's like, well, I'm eating my eggs and my, you know, little breakfast that I made. She's eating, you know, her stew, her curry, her meat, her chicken, or whatever she's eating. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, whenever I am eating breakfast at that time, She'll be like, why are you eating um, blah, blah, blah? Everybody else is eating this, this, this. And it's not even just her that'll just, that'll make comments like this. But just like, that's just an example for like a time people will test me. I just, just being- say one thing also, sorry. You know what breakfast means? Most people don't hear it really well. It's breaking your fast. You breaking can break your fast. fast. You can break your fast with rice and peas. You can break your fast with, Oh yeah. What, what the world calls breakfast food, but it's just eggs. That's you oh, can yeah. break it. So don't ever let that be. When people tell you that, you realize they don't understand and you just let it go one ear out the other. Because you yeah. can break your fast with what you can break fast with a smoothie. I know. I just personally like I like breakfast foods, whatever is my yeah. first meal of the day, if that makes yeah. sense. You know, that's just me being me. But it's how I, you know, take my power back is just by saying no. Like, it's okay. Like, I'm fine. I'm happy. Like, the most powerful thing I can do with myself is to just be assertive and just be straightforward. And they'll still try and cut at you, but not in like a reaction kind of way. Like, I'm trying to tell you about how I'm doing things, but just being like, just a sharp little, it's fine. I'm okay with what I'm doing. Thank you for sharing, you know, (laughs) just to, just to cut it, just to cut it and shut it down. Balance. I mean, how are you going to find your balance? Get your power back, queen. (laughs) Um. I'll say what I have been doing to get my power back is research. Mm-hmm. So mm. I know what's realistic for me and what's realistic for me is not being vegan. <laughs> Can I try that for two days? And I know that's not for me. And I know being vegetarian is, is a hard place to go back to so I know what I want to eat and I know what I need to eat and so I'm trying to find how to put those two together in a way that is healthy for me because I'll admit that my one of my problems is that I like to eat a lot and I just be eating throughout the day I don't need a reason to eat I just be eating and so I need to it, it's a problem so I know I need to try to find ways and when I don't, I'm not eating so much throughout the day but what I'm eating is giving me enough nutrients to last me mm-hmm. a few mm-hmm. hours until it's the next meal or yeah. you know and so on and so forth and so 
that is kind of ways well that's kind of a way how I am trying to gain that power back and I've I've been working on the being more healthy part and it's it's been working you know it's yeah tight you know we we be getting somewhere but you know so I've been back home you know kind of went back to square one because after being in school and I eat a lot and then you come home to a surplus of food it's like oh, finally I've been starving now I can finally eat so mm-hmm. you know it's it's we're getting somewhere but like like I said it's, it's really like up and down but I feel like if I just keep on that path I always keep on researching you know always trying to find ways to how to eat more healthier but not starve myself you know mm-hmm. I feel like for a good point in high school I wasn't really eating and so now I'm kind of doing the opposite and so it's it's been an interesting journey so yeah that's how I'll answer that question yeah yeah one thing I will say about eating healthy when I changed my like mindset to like not trying to eat healthy but trying to eat more intentional that really helped me to eat healthy but not feel bad about decisions I was making you know because it's like in the morning it's like I'm intentionally like okay I'm gonna have eggs and then I'm gonna have a Greek yogurt with honey because that's gonna give me some good bacteria and the eggs are gonna give me protein, stuff like that. And then it's like, I'm gonna eat Chick-fil-A because I think it's good for lunch. And then at night, you know, something else. Stuff like that. It's like you get your nutrients and your happiness and your health, you know? Mm -hmm. So that helps me feel better and helps me feel like I'm doing something right and there's like a rhyme or reason so what I'm putting inside my body to help me because at the end of the day I feel like it's okay to indulge 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 but we need to protect our bodies yeah and that kind of goes with like the research factor Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the research factor and also like looking at our parents to see how they feel with what they been eating like we've talked about it before but I want to be healthy whenever I'm older and I want to make sure that my body functions appropriately Mm -hmm. if I want to make sure I do my research and know that hey I'm putting the right fuel in my body because whenever I'm older I don't want the same problems my parents have yep I know Ariel's talked about it before with us but I don't want the same pains in my knees all the time like my mom does what can I do to do that let let me look and see what foods help oil your body you know yes when Emerald said research my mind was like yes because um last year I told you this I think I told y'all this off air like my knees were messing with me like they were clicking I was working at Target I was walking a lot and everybody was limping almost every single purpose limping. So I was like, yo, what kind of shoes you wear? Like, are your shoes helping you? They were like, huh, no matter what shoes you get, your knees are gonna be jacked up. I was like, well, I don't want jacked up knees. I'm trying to have a baby in a couple of years. Like, I'm not trying to just fall apart already. It didn't matter what age they were, everybody was in pain. And I was like, I don't want to be in pain. So 
I tried to keep working through it. I tried to like change things, but nothing was working. I left that job. And I just said, I have to see what's gonna help. I took vitamins alone, ashwagandha, whatever foods they recommend for inflammation and your joints, collagen peptides, I was taking that. But just by itself, I was like, can I cheat the system? Can I just take the nutrient? Can I just take the vitamins and not do any workout? No, no, no. My body was like, "Mm -mm, you can't cheat. And so I called Auntie Fiona, Emerald's mom, and I was like, what do you do? And she's like, well, I haven't been on it all the time, but here's what I would do if I was consistent. She told me to get the rollerball and all that stuff. And that really helped whenever I had like fluid above my knee or my knees would swell up. I would rub, I would use that thing, that rollerball and rub. It's a workout, but it's like, you feel the fluid release. And so I was doing all these different things. And I was like, okay, treasure, what kind of foods do you need to eat? So pretty much whenever I would cheat and eat fast food or like eat bad foods, not bad foods. I would eat foods that weren't nutrient dense consistently. My knees would start to swell. My legs would start to tingle. My feet had this weird sensation. I was like, okay, so my body's telling me what it needs. And so I was like, I need to pay attention to how I feel and not ignore if I have soreness, not ignore if my legs are like, need to be elevated. Like, I just need to pay attention to what my body needs. So I think that's me doing research, like Emerald said, paying close attention to my body. And also when I do research, when people talk to me, it doesn't bother me anymore. Like, obviously I, I still get reaction. People comment about my, what I look like, like that irks me because you don't know if I'm depressed. You don't know if I'm going through things. So don't comment on what you don't understand but when people try to tell me about like oh you shouldn't be fasting or you should, I don't care what they think mm-hmm. because they have to choose a diet that works for them I'm doing the, the diet that works for me and what's been working for me is intermittent fasting eating in the afternoon and eating at dinner it will change my travel or what I move but for now two meals a day works for me so if you comment about what works for me I don't care what you think I've done what I've done to I've done my homework and it works for me so yeah, research, yeah. paying attention to my body. And as you get older, you have to change your diet because you don't want to be on medications. You don't want to be limping all over the place. You want to be able to get up sprightly, walk up and downstairs with your partner. You want to have all the energy for all the fun stuff. So I don't want to be all, I'm too young to be limping. Mm-hmm. But if I don't pay attention to my body, I will be limping and I will be on medication. And I don't want that. And I'm only like 30, I'm in my early 30s. And like, just like that, it starts hitting you, like for real. Right now you're all fearless. You feel good no matter what you eat. But let me tell you, the minute 30 hit, you'd be like, ooh, oh shit, I slept wrong. I can't sleep with that pillow on. Let me switch that pillow. Ooh, it stinks up on you. Yeah, like my grandma, one thing that shocked a lot of people was she wasn't on medication for 98% of her life. Hmm. She didn't go on medication until the last few months of her life. She didn't need anything except for pain medication and like sleep medication. (laughs) That was just so intriguing to me. Sorry. (laughs) Like her vital signs were amazing. Okay. My grandma could, I swear to you, she walked up and downstairs until she was, until about six months before she passed. My grandma passed at, 
I don't know her age. I think she's like 85, six, seven, four. I don't know. But she was in her 80s. She walked up and down the stairs until about four months. Yeah, four or five months before she passed. Up and down. So blood nope. pressure, blood sugar. Great. Levels. Ooh. She had amazing. She had really good iron. She had really good uh, blood pressure. One of the nurses and bl- good blood sugar. And the nurse was like, how is her blood pressure better than mine? And she was in, the nurse was like in her 30s. You know, I always did remember Anjay as somebody who was always able to get up and stand up and walk and walk with us. And she was like, she was never like some crippling old lady, you know. She was slim. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, she wasn't. She was slim whenever we got to know her. But in her pictures, she was always super thin. She was, she became thinner. That's what I'm saying. When I knew her, when I knew her, I don't know about her life before, but. Yeah. So she had slimmed down a part of her life, but she had, I always like to call it a grandma body because grandmas are just so like little cuddly, little soft people. And I love it. But she was thicker. My grandma was so thick. Okay. They had to redo, they had to adjust her uniform whenever she was in national service because her butt was so big. Anyway, <laughs> yes, they had to fix that thing because booty big, okay? Waist. She passed that on. She passed that on. Okay, Jay. <laughs> yes, I thank God every single day. But anyway, Andrei. that's not the point. Sorry. <laughs> but that's not the point, but she was a she only ate fish she saw how everything she did her research saw how cows and chickens were treated in america decided not to eat any meat except for fish in america she did her research she would try to have a good relationship with food and she would be very knowledgeable about what she was putting in her body which i feel like a lot of people who are seven-day adventists were raised with like just an awareness about food and health, not saying it was good or bad. I was saying it, there was an awareness. The health but, message was, um, yeah, high priority. Exactly. Like we were raised with God food. Like <laughs> those two things were heavily preached to us. Like we have a blue zone in California where they all they eat is from like the earth and stuff like that. But she really took on the message about food and tried her best to to do that and would make sure that I had vegetables when I was growing up and she'd make sure that she had her little exercise you could not take away her walking she would always walk somewhere but talking more about food she would make sure that she would put the best in her body so she had good vital signs up until she wasn't even able to take care of herself or know exactly what was going on like that's something that I really um I wouldn't say of course like respect but was gave me the awareness that I want to be like that whenever I grow up but I also want to make sure do my research to see what can help the things that are generationally affecting my family and see if I can fix that through food like what causes dementia like what Mm -hmm. what can I do and what can I eat to help with that 
and either delay or possibly not even get dementia because it's something that's heavily influenced not influenced affected my grandma's generation so yeah <laughs> so i don't know who else didn't talk about the i think what, we're talking about be. trying to find a healthy balance and then like yeah so did you talk power. about yeah did everybody talk about how they're finding their power back eating intentionally the research yeah. maybe once you got that research you can't tell me nothing i don't care what feedback you got to tell me Ooh, yeah one time aiden told me oh one time aiden um I was, I was frustrated about something. I'm always reacting to people. Like, I'm getting upset. Aiden's just looking at like, I don't know. He's just looking like chills and cucumber. But somebody was trying to tell him about his exercising. And he said, why would you listen to someone that doesn't even understand? Like, why would you listen to a person that's like this tiny tell me about exercise? So pe- people didn't want me to lift weights, even though lifting weights would be good for me. But they saw me at scoliosis. They were like, why are you lifting weights? Why would you want to get bigger? Da, 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 da. He's like, why are you listening to those people? Do they exercise? Are they overweight? Da, 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 da. He's like, then don't listen to them. And so I think that's something to remember to get our power back. It's like, why would I listen to feedback with someone that doesn't understand me? It's not actually practicing what they're preaching. You're just talking just to talk. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to look at you and just smile and be like, what you say has mm-hmm. nothing to do with me and really doesn't matter. I need to just take a breath and not respond. And be like, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I gotta remember that though. Cause it'd be it'd be heated, it'd be it'd be setting me off a little bit. <laughs> yep. Facts. Well, I feel like we've had some like amazing, amazing points today of just about food and like how to grow your like relationship with it. And I feel like the conversation that we had today is definitely going to think not only about how we are with food, but how other people react and how maybe their current situation affects their relationship with food. So I feel like that's great. Really happy. I feel like we all had an emotional um, contribution to this. Like we could go off. I feel like we could have a part two because this is so good to me. We should. I want to hear more more about y'all allergy stories. I just want to like really, I want to have more compassion for people. And unless you know what they really went through, you don't you really can't understand. And I really want to like have another segment with y'all just talking about your allergies because, yeah, we can do it. Because I got stories for days. All right, Emmy, it's your section. Hey, all right, all right. So today, um have a new artist. I'm not sure how new she is, but she's relatively new to me at least. Her name is Raven Lene. She kind of gives you like smooth R&B, Jamelia Woods, the internet, you know, Sid type of vibe, just very smooth. And so I discovered her album, which came out six days ago, actually, called Hypnos. And it's a really nice chill album. I highly recommend you check it out. His oh, art is wow. featuring Steve Lacey, Mariba Semino, and a few other artists. And I just I just love the vibe. The live the vibe is just very just Vibey. very yeah, chill and smooth. 
yet you hear a little little reggae in here a little bit a little just a little little bit so just a little <laughs> drizzle you know just give you a little taste you feel me and so yeah I love checking out new artists I love going on TikTok sometimes I'd be seeing new artists and their music like a little clip of their music on TikTok too I'd be like Ooh, who's this and so thank you Spotify <laughs> because I would not know her if it was not for Spotify but yeah her name is Raven Lene that's R-A-B-Y-N beautiful name but yeah Raven mm-hmm. Lene definitely check her out Oh my gosh, I love Neo Soul, so I'm definitely gonna check her out. And I love Smino. That's Loki, my husband, but he don't know yet. <laughs> I love I love genuine R&B because for the last couple years, I was just kind of worried about where R&B was headed. It sounded very popish, very like, just very. I love sex and stuff like that. Like I love sexual or like like sensual music, but it just was given off too much of that like popish vibe. It was like, when is R&B gonna go back to being R&B like? sultry like about something and when I'm hearing artists like Lucky Day and like let's say going to other people I'm like finally it's beginning to sound R&B it's like come on let's keep adding to that so I'm excited to hear her now because I'm like yes please bring me back some classic R&B yeah, please get me in the vibe I just I just <laughs> need the vibes man I love the oldies but I want to hear some new stuff too yes I mean, I'm just excited for you to put out a playlist. Whatever you want to. I literally was just thinking about doing that because I I have, I can't tell you how many playlists I've made. I have over, over 30 playlists I've made personally (laughs) on my Spotify accounts. We need to follow, (laughs) we all need to follow each other on Spotify, just straight up and make them public. (laughs) <laughs> oh no they're all public like that's the thing there's so many of them you can click on them you can click on them yeah so we just it. gotta scroll 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 see what you can find there's applebee's there's reggae there's 90s r&b there's mm. neo so there's pop there's there's so many different vibes i love putting vibes in different categories so if one day i'm feeling bruno mars-ish i pop put on the, the pop playlist and then i hear some katie Perry or whatever or the next day i'm feeling a little little futurish might put on the 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 other playlist here well. Travis Scott here Young Thug or whatever oh, like awesome. whatever vibe you're feeling I got you I have I have one called Ninjas and it's all like that hood rap that makes you just want to go like <laughs> like makes you just want to be like just trashy <laughs> like I have trashy rap like oh it, that's funny yo like that kind of stuff like <laughs> Not. back in the day is so it's just so good i'm not a play <laughs> yeah i'm not a playlist person but i'm really proud of that one and i just want to keep adding to it i just want to say that keep adding to that goodness yes yeah, so i'm excited to follow your playlist emmy because um i'm a like songs type of girl i'll just like it and it it'll just play because no organization here but i follow your um one of the creepy ones that you have and it's really oh yeah i got like three now see like i said i got different vibes for different everything yeah see when you find a lane you you be in your lane and i appreciate your lane i like i love your lane i'm I'm gonna visit your lane it's real nice in there yeah let's visit each other's lane yeah Whatever I can learn from you, I will learn. Yes, I'll be taught in. 
So but, her name is again, I want to hear her name, her name more Raven Lane. What's the last yes. name spelled? L E N A E. That's easy to remember. It'll be great if you did like a weekly. I've always heard, oh, what were you saying? I was like, it'll be great if you made like a weekly playlist. That'll be so fun. Give me Wait, too much pressure with her job, but I feel like you're going to hear more music at your job too. I love Shazam. Oh, yeah. You're going to be at work mm-hmm. and you're going to hear music at your job because it may I was not be that great. Marshalls, like all day. <laughs> <laughs> Got you got half shot. I got sad. <laughs> uh, oh. I, I hated Marshall's playlist. They play loud music out my window, so I'd be my phone be like this on the regular. They be <laughs> blasting music. I'm like, oh, what's that jazz? That's a good jazz. I'm Caribbean. What Caribbean song is that? That's not like island vibes, bro. Any last words? Any like anything you want to leave the pod? Anything you want to yeah. drop that you feel like is the people need to know this. That should be what it is. I feel like this is how the note that I want to end in. Figure out what you actually like and just just find what you actually like and stick to it and expand upon that. Don't listen to what other people have to say. Food related, life related, anything like that. Find your lane, stay in it. Yes. yes. All right. Any other last words? No, I like that. I like All right. it. Bet, bet. All right, so we'll, we will see you guys later. Bye, y'all. And follow us on the gram. Yes, follow us on Instagram, TikTok. Instagram, TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Get to and know us. All of our streaming platforms, which we will have listed below. So thank y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>